Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. That's right. Just one Super Bowl. Just one real good push, you guys, before we die here in Minnesota as Minnesota Vikings fans. I'm Jesse Pierce, host of this lovely Before I Die show on Score North with Purple Daily alongside Judd Declan stepping in for Ross because, you know, Week two of season two, Ross apparently uh, undisclosed injury. I'm not sure what's going on with him, but uh, we've we've called in a good backup, good replacement index. Judd, this is like uh, 2016 week one. Sean Mannion starts the opener and then is just mysteriously on the injured report for the rest of the season. Oh, no, Sean Hill. Sean Hill, not old, Sean Mannion. Sean Hill Wrong was Sean. Say, Sean Mannion, he, he got by with one start. Yeah, I'm just curious about Ross. You know, I... In one show, like right. that's like one. He, he is the Jalen Naylor of the show, which means he had one practice. It was pretty good, and since then we haven't seen him. Lack of commitment. If I'm Kevin O'Connell, I think we're cutting. Mm-hmm. We're cutting down the roster. Jesse Pierce we're, might, might want to make some changes. <laughs> gonna have to. I'm gonna have to really, really consider this, you guys. But thanks for tuning in for this week's show. Uh, as always, we're here to talk Minnesota Vikings. We're not going to rehash last Thursday. In full, but I want to start with this. Since we're talking backup, since Dex Dex is technically our backup, uh, Jaron Hall. Let's talk about the backup backup quarterback. He got in during the third quarter of that preseason game, so why not recklessly speculate how he's going to do as a career NFL football quarterback? What do we think? How do we think of his performance? Is it anything that Nick Mullins has to worry about? Nick Mullins looked good, but his offensive line obviously far superior than what Jaron Hall was afforded last week. So I don't think he has to be concerned. I don't think... Bye, Patrick. There's Rosie. Bye, Pat. I don't think that uh, Nick Mullins has to be concerned. Um, Jaron Hall is clearly not set to play. But I am also not dismissing Hall because I think that that there are are some now who who are like, oh, he's a boss. He's not going to be good. That might be ultimately true. But I, I really think that this is, again, with a former quarterback who was a third-round uh, pick himself as his coach and his advisor. I really think that this is a situation where Jaron Hall is going to get a year to to learn. And there was something about him that they liked, and it's probably not as random as when Kellen Mond was taken by Spielman and company, because I don't know that they really knew what they were watching in quarterbacks. So uh, Nick Mullins has nothing to worry about. But I am also not throwing in the towel on Jaron Hall after one game. I think he did some good things. I think that there are definitely some things he has to learn. 
But that being said, I'm curious to see how much progress he, he can make sort of learning behind the scenes for an entire season. I didn't love that he only got like time in the second half with the third and fourth stringers. I understand why you don't make your starters. Did not want Kirk Cousins, did not want Justin Jefferson, don't want Alex Madison out there. But I did not appreciate the fact he gets thrown in with all these, you know, third string, fourth string guys, and then he's at the mercy of just awful offensive line play. And he already has a tendency of running for his life in practice, as Judd has said numerous times. Uh, so I would like to see him the next time to go out, which is, I believe, next Saturday, and that one is here at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Give him the start. Give him the ample time with at least the twos and see what you got there. We all know Nick Mullins is presumably the quarterback two to Kirk Cousins for this season. That's fine. But let's see what you got with Jaron Hall with at least capable teammates around him. I'd agree. I mean, I think Hall looked every bit a rookie quarterback entering into the NFL. I mean, I don't know that you expected a whole lot more, but Dex, I completely agree. I'd like to give him something to work with so you could use the preseason exactly what it's intended for to evaluate and analyze what exactly you have going on there. Uh, Dex, personally, I wish you would have showed up like Kirk Cousins, though, maybe just ready to go in at any moment. I think I'm going to use that moving forward in life always. Yeah. Judd, you got a helmet ready? No, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm retired, you guys. I'm 53. You know what, Jess, next uh, next press box at the X, I'll just come with my headphones in, even if they're not plugged in. I'll just I'll wear my over-the-ears ones. I'll just be wear ready in the event. Yeah, and a microphone. Mm-hmm. I'll just have one in my hand at all times walking around the press box. That'll or attached to your face mask. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a smart Draft move. Him. I mean, Kirk, just ready to go. It literally could hear the song Put Me In, Coach, playing in the background as he stood on the sidelines. He, I just can't get that. He has so head. embraced this geek thing now. It's hilarious. Like, he clearly has taken it. And, and you know what? Good for him, right? But I, I think the Netflix thing, so I'm not sure that Kirk appreciated being considered a geek before that, but I think yeah. the Netflix thing took him to, to a point where it's funny. And, like, people, in, in my opinion now, he realizes people aren't laughing at him. They're sort of laughing with him. And so I think he has really just bought into, because like his wife t- talks about it too. So it's it's people he, know, he knows and trusts. But it feels like he has just sort of like taken the geek thing and just really embraced it, which I do think is a really smart move. It makes you more likable when you embrace your qualities that might be sort of weird as opposed to fighting them. Yeah, I'm obnoxious, and I fully embrace that, and that's fine. I think everybody out there knows it's fine. Bring it on. You're not that's that who obnoxious, I am. though. You're sort of obnoxious, but you're not super I'm obnoxious. obnoxious. <laughs> I'm more obnoxious than Jesse. Judd, would you agree? Ooh, I think you're obnoxious. I think you're both obnoxious in different ways, to be oh, honest with fair. you. That's good. I think the people in the comments on YouTube are going to have to lay this out for us. Who is most? Who is the most obnoxious <laughs> on this show? Maybe it's Ross. Maybe toss a vote toward Ross, too. Let's not leave him out of the fun and action, too. I will say this. In, in especially um, where I've seen you at work in the wild post game. Jesse does a great job of asking questions that are disarming, but they're actually good questions, if that makes sense. <laughs> Like, that's a trait I don't have. Like, if I'm going to ask a question, it's going, it can be perceived as, you know, critical. You do a pretty good job of asking what I would consider to be potentially critical question, but you've got this way about you that it sort of disarms a player, and there's nothing better than disarming a player. Yeah, I I always think I'm on a podcast, so sometimes I do say (laughs) things during a press conference that I shouldn't be saying because I'm in response and I'm doing something snarky. I'm like, ooh, sorry, I forgot this is like a, a real thing uh speaking of quarterbacks i did think jared hall seems like he would be kind of fun to follow around anyway far better than marcus Mariota. like i liked oh, how God. hall took accountability 
for himself and, you know, really said, yes, I need to work on X, Y, Z um, again as a rookie quarterback should. But I think he seemed like kind of a cool dude. I'm always looking for new quarterbacks to follow on that Netflix series since a lot of quarterbacks are saying no to the show, which I, I think is just sad. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it, it's a long list now, right, you guys? Yeah. No. Uh, didn't it's, Justin Fields said no? Did Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts say no? I think Hurts said, no. said no. It's a fairly long list of guys. Now, did Joe Burrow say no or yes? It was re- reported by Peter <sighs> King that he was going to be on it, but then actually Peter King went into that column and scrubbed it out. So I would guess he's hmm. not. Yeah, that was a fun show. I will say in defense of the quarterbacks, though, like you could tell that was a lot of commitment. Like yeah. they're going oh, to your house. They're at your house. Like like if they did if they did a thing called talk show host, would I really want a camera crew in my I mean, would would you want a camera crew in your house? My house is a disaster, Judd. Absolutely three kiddos, not. dog. Yeah. yeah, you don't want that. Although, you know, oh, no, maybe people apologize. might have some sympathy for me. Then they might be like, "Wow, this girl is dealing with a lot." I've got a five year old with an eye patch now, running around and running into things because he can't see. It's a it's a madhouse over kid. here. He just has a bad eye. It's just a bad eye. Oh, it's just fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. We're working through it. Okay, it's fun. He he's already learned how to peek out of it. I'm like, dude, he can't. Like, we need to learn. He's like, but I can't see. I'm like. I know, I know we got to turn the brain on. It's a <laughs> it's a whole thing. Oh wow. Look at you. Yeah. That's a little sneak peek into talk show hosts if we were to do that. So yeah, someone with kids. Dex would be always, good. Dex would be good. With the dog, so much dog content. A lot of dog content. Oh, I'd have a I mean, if you were on content. the money line of who's likely to have a kid between Judd Mackey and Declan. You might, Declan. Declan might be the favorite. Might be well, the favorite. It, it ain't gonna be it me and the not wife. Gonna be Judd. We're in our fifties. <laughs> Again, you can borrow one of mine anytime. I'll rent them out. That's going to okay. be a new business that I'll start. I like so, it. since we're talking preseason, as you guys mentioned, the Tennessee Titans in town joint practice this week. I love joint practices, you guys. Like, I think you just definitely see more naturally because there's some ego out there. There's some pride. Can be a little bit chaotic at times, but I'm loving the joint practice. Excited Tennessee Titans in town Saturday for that preseason game. Uh, wouldn't you guys agree? Joint practices over just a regular old practice oh amen yes yes and this is now going to be like this is the this is the thing now um so in fact i think this is the first time i'm almost positive in saying this that the vikings have done not one but two joint practices and i feel like the preseason games now are definitely for trying to decide depth pieces like to look at young players right and to look at guys that are undrafted uh, but gone are the days where there was a concern about, well, starters are going to play a series in game one. They're going to play two series in g- game two. They're going to play an entire half in game three. And then game four, they're not going to play. I feel as if now the three exhibition games give you a chance to look at depth guys, to look at backups. Um, but the joint practices are where the starters get their reps. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not, it's way more controlled. Um the goal will 100% not to be to tackle to the ground, things like that, but it's going to be situational work. And if I'm a fan, I actually would attend these. Like, I think there's going to be enough to watch where it's going to be intriguing. And look, I mean, this is where Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, the first team defense, this is where they're going to get their work now. So, yes, I would, I actually get where the, where this is going. And I don't mind this. I think it's probably a really good idea, especially to try to keep starters healthy. Yeah, I always like it. It's a lot like spring training in baseball. Like you get to see both teams, right? Like especially when you go down there and you get you know get some out of the A lineup, you get some of the B lineup. 
Uh, but I'd rather see that than, you know, watch a bunch of third and fourth stringers in a, in a true preseason game. I'd rather see this joint practice stuff. And I think it's valuable. I think it's valuable for both sides. They get to kind of see legit NFL looks for the first time on field that actually means something in about nine months that they've been all game planning for. Um, I think it's great. And for the fans, too, I would, yeah, much rather spend my hard-earned money, if you will, going to TCO, watching the joint practices, and uh, instead of going to a preseason game. You know, last year when they hosted the 49ers, George Kittle came to the Beauty League that night. Yeah, it was awesome. friends with Bukestead. So right. which player do you think from the Titans could make an appearance at Braemar? They're probably not going to, guys, but I'm just wishing this into fruition. I want, like, DeAndre Hopkins. Let's get him on said. the bench. Derrick Henry, maybe? Right. Right. Would- would, Will uh, Levis. T- I would take Will Tannehill Levis. Tannehill go? Will yeah, maybe. Yeah, Will uh, Levis. Levis is from Mass. He's from Newton, okay. Massachusetts. So I'm just yeah. going to assume he played somewhat of hockey, and he's got, you know, he's 6'4", 230. Yeah. I bet he played a little bit of hockey. What's the plan there, too? With Levis? Yeah. I, yeah. That dude free, you know, he uh, fell through the draft so much. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what the Titans' plan there is. Well, long term, I mean, they, I mean, they drafted Malik Willis too last year. I know. So uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing is very wacky. Obviously, I think Ryan Tannehill's still the QB one to start the season, mm-hmm. but they have basically two projects in Will Levis and Malik Willis. And I thought Malik Willis, and I still think Malik Willis probably could be a trade candidate before you open the season. Wouldn't shock me either. I like it. Would you take him on the Vikings? If they didn't have Jaron Hall. Yes. If they didn't have Jaron Hall, I would 100% take a flyer on Malik Willis. Would, would you trust him if you traded for him? Would you trust him to actually be your two and let go of Nick Mullins? No. Okay. Not right now. Okay. Pure inexperience-wise, yeah. that's just where you're at. Just not. And it just seems like uh, Malik Willis, the way they have to tailor the offense is not like around Kurt, like the way Kurt Cousins and even Nick Mullins, who has started in pinches for San Francisco and has played decently, right. I think that offense is tailored to both those guys. I don't know if that offense, KLC, can be tailored to someone like Malik Willis, who's a dual threat guy. Where do you guys fall with Trey Lance? I like he played again it. on Sunday. It didn't work. Yeah. Like this is, but this is one of the weirdest things. When you gave up what San Francisco did, right, to get him, and I mean, you gave up a ton. And seemingly, he's just going to have no shot now. It is a to me, it's a really weird, weird predicament because um, he he's not at this point. He's not going to get the chance to like wash out. He's just not going to be a factor. No, I mean he'll kind of like that was a terrible performance last week against yeah. the Raiders. Like that was just you felt for the kid, right? Like like oof, like I just I know, yeah. But it's like someone going to step in and try and save him because I mean. It, you know, San Francisco, which is a very smart team, especially with uh, Shanahan when it comes to quarterback play, you, you know, you got to think that someone is going to say, okay, there's something there. Can we try and get that? It looks like it's not going to be San Fran, but that one to me, because like or- ordinarily it's like Christian Ponder, right? He was awful, but he got a chance. Like he got a full mm-hmm. chance to be like, okay, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And it's really not going to work. Lance is just, you know, he gets hurt, and now he's, what, the third guy there, and he's behind, like, Sam Darnold and and Purdy. I just, I am really baffled by, like, what is going to happen to Trey Lance, if anything. And he's, what, 23? He's still a kid, yeah. Yeah, he's still young. I mean, you you guys all know, if you watched any of last year, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I am a diehard Brock Purdy fan. Go Cyclones. Iowa State forever. Yada, yada. Rip. Go Clowns. I, I do like the Cyclones. 
Except your quarterback was gambling on games. So that's probably a bad thing. Did you thing. see how many Hawkeyes have gone down for the same exact thing? And yeah. they're betting the under on their own You know own what team. this is? This is an acknowledgement of how boring it is to be in, in a state yeah. where, by the way, I have family I love there. But, yes, the Hawkeyes were like everyone was going to the casino. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. You can gamble. It's, Diamond it's Joe's, baby. Diamond Joe's. I know. I, I remember love to when be I, in with Diamond Joe's. I went down there because here we could gamble at 18, right? You go to the casino in Iowa. It was 21. And so my dad and I were coming through. I can't remember. He was picking me up or something. I, I was freshman year. Stopped at Diamond Joe's because it's right there on the border. And they're like, oh, she can't gamble. So, you know, most dads would probably turn around and be like, okay, we'll keep on our way. Nope. He sent me to the Burger King next door. He went in and oh, tossed yeah. down a 20th. I feel like won. most dads would do what yeah. your dad did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think most dads would. Now, moms might, but I don't think most dads would at, at that point in time yeah. bail. And plus, he got you to do something that, that was productive instead of just sit there and watch him gamble. That was actually very, very smart. Yeah. He gave me 20 bucks of his winnings. So, really, for yes. doing nothing. So, I will always appreciate him. <laughs> uh, we were talking a little bit about Trey Lance. We're talking about the Titans preseason. How much preseason have you guys been watching? I know I jokingly was annoyed that it was a 9 p.m. start, but it's also because it's preseason. I'm like, I'm really not going to stay up for a 9 p.m. start to watch preseason. I did because I am missing football that badly. But how much preseason football are you guys realistically watching outside of even just the Vikes? I was going to say because I did watch the entire Vikings game. Yes. But that's part of our duty. So that's like not. um, So there was a bunch of games on NFL Network Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I watched Friday. I toggled between preseason football and the Twins a lot. Mm. Uh, Saturday, I was at the Vikings all day and didn't watch a bit. I don't think. And there, I think they showed like parts of four or five games. Um, so a little, but not much. Not much because I, because quite frankly, I don't care about a lot of these competitions for depth jobs like in Denver yeah. or Philadelphia, and. and I think the only so in, in retrospect, I would have liked to have seen Lance play, and I know it didn't go well. Russell Wilson actually played extensively for Denver. I mm-hmm. I would go back and watch that, but yeah, with, with what we talked about and the direction that football is going now with exhibition games, I can watch a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah, it it really doesn't do a whole lot for me. I turned on a little bit. I think Scotty Anson he wasn't on on Friday. Because there was a slew of games on Friday night that I watched. Yes. I watched just in passing background noise. I had Packers and was it Browns? Uh, Bengals. Bengals. Packers Lord and Love. Bengals Ooh. was on. I watched a little bit of that. And then I watched just another one as I was just like basically unpacking my liquor box from Liquor Store Friday. But that was that was the only reason I had it on. Uh, I would say, again, to use the spring training. Spring training in baseball is probably the only preseason I will not go out of my way to watch. But I'll actually sit down and watch it just because it has a little bit more of a somewhat real feel to it that's fair I do, i'm not preseason anything if i can avoid it despite it being our job which i know people are like oh woe is you guys you have to watch sporting yeah, yeah. events yep. for your job but it is it's a little tedious once in a while i'd rather be out on the paddle boat out doing golf well you've got all those playing. outdoor activities that I love it i gotta be outside man yeah i know you so like good. the outdoors you see judd not not outdoors guy I'm getting resentful. I had my, like, we've only had a couple bonfires this summer in our backyard because it's been so hot or so dry or we're out doing things. The mosquitoes, I kind of forgot about those guys. Man, they're they're out there. They're back. Gotta no, be careful. I only no had them bad at the beginning of, uh, like, early May, mid-May. Yeah. It was probably the worst mosquito experience I've ever, I've ever had. Uh, but the last, like, month or so, it's been okay. I haven't had issues with the mosquitoes. 
I've been okay I was, over there. I was I was shocked. I was like, what is happening? I'm doused and off. Had to have a couple extra beers in order I to like, not feel them. I hate but, being you know, doused but... and off. That's I, I've never liked smell. it. It's it's a bad smell. It's a it's a bad look. It's yeah, bad feel. For different people. But yeah. but what Pierce has to be careful about is <laughs> you gotta put shoes on. Jesse never wears shoes. Jesse doesn't not, wear not shoes. Wear Dawn cut her no. foot wide open on Saturday, and I always tell her. And you know what the the worst thing is? As a guy, you can't help. So when something happens that you've cautioned your your wife against, I can't help but say you got to be wearing shoes. I tell you, and so it just makes it worse. And I can't yeah. help myself. I told her. I said, I, I mo- told you, you got to wear shoes. I mow the grass in my bare feet. Oh, is what I God. Do. you're crazy! Yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> what? Are you serious? I'm, just, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Just oh go. my God, Jesse! I, I, I I'm a little redneck, guys. I don't know if we've ever really established this. Yeah, but we I'm don't a- want you to lose a toe. <laughs> well, I'm not putting my feet by the mower. I don't like, care if something happens. You yeah. got no protection. Yeah, we got there. before I die. Then we have to fill, find a replacement for you. Yeah. We can't, we, come on, we're thin as it is over here. Who are we gonna get? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, slap a blonde wig on somebody, you'll you'll be able to replace me. All right, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll survive. Uh, speaking of preseason and not barefoot, but speaking of feet and kickers, look at this segue, guys. How about this one? Greg Joseph nailing a 50 yarder last Thursday. All right, Declan. How are we feeling? Yeah, Dex, this is all this you, is man. Dex. I know you were excited. I'm bowing out. Let's go. Yeah, Let's, no, this kickers. Is, yeah. This is nails. Nails. There wasn't. A, I mean, there's a there's a so-called kicking competition going on right here. And, you know, Pod Lesney is, you know, a nice little college kicker. But Greg Joseph, when, uh, you know, the two-time player of the week, special teams player of the week that helped the Vikings win numerous games last season. Uh, and then he goes out in the preseason and he silences the haters with a big 50-plus yard boot. I mean, come on. what? Where, where's the kicking competition? Show me where it is. I can't seem to find it. So, uh, Greg Joseph, nails. Let's just put this kicking competition to bed already. Pod Lesney is supposed to uh, get a chance to kick on Saturday because I, I did ask about that because I'm like, you had said that he was going to get a chance to kick in the game at Seattle, and he didn't, and so he is supposed to get an opportunity Saturday. But, yeah, Greg Joseph, nobody Feeling defends good? him like we're that not, one. Nobody. We're not, shanking, we're not shanking in the playoffs, right? Greg Joseph. No, three for three in the playoffs yet. Yeah, he's not checking down mm-hmm. on fourth and eight. Yeah, he's not the reason why they lost. <laughs> Definitely not. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Uh, you know, Dex, another thing we like to do here on Before I Die, aside from make fun of one another, comments from YouTube. I think there's a little button that you get to press. Too. Comments from YouTube. Oh, my Just God. Na- <laughs> Production value off the charts, right? Roscoe. <laughs> he likes he likes those buttons when he fi- when he hits the right one. Doesn't always hit the right no, one. No, he does he not. Does. I can confirm. <laughs> we saw that last <laughs> week. It's a moneymaker. So let's uh, let's rip out some comments here. All right, let's go with this one. David Diddler, 3781, uh, says on YouTube, KOC absolutely has traits to be an all-time great Vikings coach. If they can't draft, may not last long enough to reach the coaching potential. But the question is, how much of KOC's success or lack thereof will be tied to the front office, Judd? Ooh, that's full of... um, So the first draft right now definitely does not look good by Quasi. 
Second draft, I have no clue. Um, it, it looks like the first round pick is a player in Jordan Addison. But you know what? And I like O'Connell. Seems like a good guy. He's fun to talk to. But I'm the same guy, you know, who after 2019 said, Rocco Baldelli's got something special. And then we've seen a lot of Rocco since then, and I've said, I think I'd fire him. So let's just say this. I'm going to bail on this question personally and say it's one year. The jury is very much out. I like what O'Connell's done. I like his demeanor. I think he was definitely a breath of fresh air for players and fans from uh, the end, especially of the Mike Zimmer era. But before I declare anyone to be like in that upper echelon, I need to see way more than one year. What do you think, Jess? I'd agree. You need more than one year. But, I mean, it's it's tough with any coaching across any board. We talk about it with Dean Evson in hockey, which, again, sorry, guys, that's that's my bread and butter. You're, you have to be able to work with the talent that you're given, certainly, and you have to be given the right talent in order to be successful. But a good coach gets the very best out of every player, even a fourth liner, even somebody that's not supposed to be your top guy, even a guy that's not J.J. or Jordan Addison, right? You have a coach that's able to squeeze every bit out of a player. And I think Kevin O'Connell has that potential again he seems like a well-liked coach which goes a long way certainly he seems like a well-respected coach and he's a guy that knows the game clearly uh but yeah you're definitely going to need more than one year to make a full assessment but certainly there are some times i mean if they keep giving him junk he should still be able though to turn that into something because that's what a good coach does uh it's interesting because when you look at like the state of GM and head coach of like the four major men's sports like i with the wild example i think we can say that if, like, who has more control there, who has done a better job, I think we'd probably teeter on Garen than Evison, right? Like, just in terms of who's doing the better job in their respective, right? With the Twins, it might be a wash. You know, I don't know who's doing a better job there. Um, the Wolves, maybe you can lean it on Chris Finch because he's a good offensive coach, and Tim Conley made a questionable trade. And with the Vikings, I think it's also KOC has definitely gotten more of the praise and shine over Quasey, especially because of his first draft that he had in 2022. So. Yes, there's a balancing act that has to take place, but I think right now KOC has a longer leash than Quasi potentially has if you're asking like a three- to five-year plan. Yeah, and I think part of this too is, uh, and your comparison about Bill Guerin brings this to light, Declan, I think part of this too is who is the most front-facing person, right? Like Kevin O'Connell talks constantly. Quasi talks once every few months, tops, to us. So, like, there's a lot more to go on. Of We, we know a lot more about how Kevin thinks than how Quasi thinks. Um, mm-hmm. Dean Everson talks a ton, but when Billy talks, it's, you know, way more intriguing. And so I think that that partially gets, I think partially whoever is seen as the more dynamic gets the advantage because it's like, oh, this person is relatable and likable. Um, and I think that that definitely helps O'Connell. But again, let's see how things go when things don't go right. Last year was a pretty special year. Like you, you know, what, eight comebacks in the fourth quarter by Kirk Cousins, 11 one-score games, you won 13 games. Let's see what happens when your luck isn't there because that tells a lot about a coach. Next comment here from Jesse, just uh, one more. He says, I've been playing golf every Sunday during Vikings games for the last few falls. The courses are wide open, and you can still listen and watch the game on your phone. So the question is, playing golf during Vikings games. I'm going to start with Jesse here. Yeah, Power move to Jesse. or wrong move? 
I, I could see both sides. So I am a multitasker by nature, you guys. I need about 100 different things going on. That's just how I like to function. I like having different pots going at once, even if it can be a little bit much. So for me, I think golf during the Vikings, I don't need to sit there and specifically watch every single little intricacy. I think, you know, get out there, hit my shot, obviously make it to the green, right. come back, watch it down, right? Finish out the birdie and uh, call it a day. I think that, you know, my golf game obviously lends itself to being able to multitask and watch the Vikings game. So while I personally think it's a power move, I do understand a lot of people probably hating that idea because a lot of football fans, right, sit on the couch and you don't move. You've got everything that Mm -hmm. you need right there at your lap. You are not doing anything else. Now, I grew up in a household that played music while drinking, while playing games, while having the football game on. I mean, it was just kind of always a bigger event. So I think that is a part of it too. But I know particularly my husband, hates that he's like nope silence watching the game this is my time and that's how that goes so i'm a power mover but judd i feel like you're not i think you think this was a wrong move um you know what no i'm going to surprise you by saying this you do you like if you want to go out and have the the game on in golf that's awesome personally i wouldn't but you do you whatever makes you happy on a sunday um i think it's great so yeah i have no problem with that plan, I would not do that, but I also don't golf now. So I I think that if, if I mean, it's a good point. If you like to golf, the course is going to be obviously less in use by people on a Viking Sunday. So good for you. You keep living your best life. This How is, about that? Th- huh? This is a big can of worms because um, on one hand, I love golf and I love football. I would definitely want to watch football at home. However, the course wide open part does intrigue me because I got to imagine if it's a typical noon Sunday and and you wanted to golf at noon. Now, I'm more of a 10 a.m. golfer. I hate early tee times and I don't like mid to late afternoon tee times because then it's like dark by the time you're done and your your day's ruined. Uh, But I'm a big I'm a big proponent of ready golf. I don't care. You can be like me and shoot 102 every round, but play ready golf. So if that radio is on, listen to the Vikings game, and you haven't shot your shot because you're waiting for the third and three call, I'm going to get upset. Hit your shot. Hit your shot. So I guess this is my long-winded way of saying, no, I am not for Vikings games while golfing. Can't do it. you got to enjoy the outside while we can, you guys. Fall is the best season. I I think everybody's pretty hot in the fall right now with this weather. I love fall. I love fall. get out there. I used to like, so in, in my youth, I think I like spring the most. No. But now I am a fall. I love fall. I think it's just the best time. Plus, I love those days, those autumn days when you open the door, walk outside, and it smells like hockey. Mm. Oh, I like I like where you're going. Hockey's there. in the air. Mm-hmm. I told Dawn, Dawn that, and she's like, "It smells like football." I said, "No, no, no. This is <laughs> hockey. I smell hockey." <laughs> It's almost there. I would like it to last a little bit longer. That's the only request oh, I yeah. have of Mother Nature. Give it, give me through November. Just give me till November. Then I can, I can make Thanksgiving. Switch, but yes, that seems fair. That's mm-hmm. reasonable. And then we'll get some snow. Me. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, shall we, uh, before we diet crew, let's, uh, let's do it. those out. Let's do it. Time now for the before I die crew to give us their <clears throat> before I die. Look at this production value. Oh, Roscoe this is, is way value. into the production. Wow. He loves it. We've got one for everything. Roscoe is a uh, frustrated producer at heart. You can tell. 
if I mention fantasy football, we got a button for that, too. I That's see coming that. up. Wow. Yeah, you see that? I know. A little something. Dex, why don't you do the honors since uh, since we got you here for your first fill-in? All right, so let's, let's do this one because last night, uh, and, and this might take a turn, but I, it's going to, my before I die is going to be completely different. I had uh, like Vietnamese food last night. It was really good. It was delicious. But uh, when I got home, it did not sit well with me. I could not get to sleep last night. And there was a couple points where I was like, do I have to like go hurl? Like I couldn't figure out. I had like a mini fever going on. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. So I went and slept in the other bedroom. I slept in the, I didn't want to, I was tossing and turning. I didn't want to disturb my fiance and my dog. So I went to the other bedroom. But it was pouring rain last night, which is great. I love pouring rain, and especially like when you're sick too. It's kind of nice to get some fresh air. Agreed. But I couldn't open the window because then the rain gets in. You know, then your then your rain gets in in your window. So I before I die, I would love to just have open air and have not have rain hit my face as uh, as I'm trying to go to sleep. It's nice and soothing. You're not feeling well, and before I die, can we get an easier way to have the window open so you don't get wet from the rain? It depends on the position of your window. That your also home. is very key. I'm aware of that. Right? And I know that that is a very obtainable before I die as well. That just, it's a positioning of your home. But before I die, I would like to be able to have the window open so I can get the fresh air so I don't feel like I have to barf in the middle of my bed. This is a, that's a really deep, like, complicated before I die, in my opinion. <laughs> Jesse, you go next. I mean, I mean, mine's simple and it's selfish. Before I die, I want to catch a bass because I have been aching to go fishing this summer as i mentioned I'm a little redneck little country i love to get out on the boat and go fishing and just putter around just again be outside have a couple drinks listen to some low tunes i have not fished once this year you guys and it's just i think it's because i know summer's coming to an end so i'm getting in like this panic mode but beyond that i've only only ever fished for walleye and maybe some perch once in a while right like or some northerns that's just how i was grew up we never fished for anything else I want to catch a bass. So if somebody can help put me on a bass before the summer's over, before I die, ultimately, that would be a dream. I've caught halibut. I've caught king salmon. I've wow. caught red salmon. I've done, yeah, I've caught trout, brook trout. I love fishing. I've done it all. I've done the rivers, done the oceans. But I've never caught a bass, and I feel like I'm really missing out on some fun. So before I die, I'm going to catch a, we'll, we'll do a largemouth. I want a largemouth. I'll be specific on that largemouth bass. That would be a dream. Thank you. Wow. All right, so we got Declan's uh, near puking experience. Jesse wants to catch a fish before before she dies. All admirable as uh, can possibly be. What do I want before I die? See, I'm a simpler man than this. I'm I'm a very very uh, simple guy. So here's what I want before I die. I want to never have another garage sale at my house oh, again. Oh God! As we just Dawn just had with her friend Michelle. A two-day garage sale uh, on Friday and Saturday at our house. Oh, boy. Where there was, you know, all the junk was basically on tables in the yard. And it was it was a low-key stressor for me. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was unnecessary. You'd, I mean, just give it away. It, it's, it's clothes. It's books. Take them to oh, half-price books. Ha- take them to half-price books. Take the clothes to Goodwill. Um, a sale at my house, and then and then she suggested, well, why don't you put it on Twitter so people will come to? I'm like, I am not oh. putting my home address. Oh. I am not putting my home address on Twitter. I'm sorry, it's not. There's nothing good that can come from that, other than possibly a few folks uh, showing up. So before I die, I want to promise that there will never be another garage sale at my house 
God bless her. My mom used to love to garage sale on Thursdays. She would take me when I was young. It was a great experience. As an adult, I am out. Just give the crap away. I'm a garage sailor. I enjoy it. Gets me excited. Like when I first well, see that first garage, garage sale sailor, sign, Do you hold them? I want to, but okay. I've heard that they are a nightmare of a chore too. So I also don't. Well, think and I she didn't. We didn't publicize it. it. Now, now, unless I'm wrong here, I still think Thursday is. Is that still the big day? It used to be yeah, Thursday. Sometimes they do Wednesdays even. Some okay. in our in our hood, they're they're busting hmm. out. But yeah, because then you a, have people that are dedicated and they hit hmm. every garage yes. sale in that. My block. mom it's used crazy. to in in the seventies used to sit there with a notepad and the uh, Star Tribune and like you know jot down all of the addresses. And go around. And that was awesome. But this was not a well-publicized one, right? And so they put some signs around the block. That's all fine. But it was a low-key stressor. I did not enjoy it. And plus, the other problem is when people go in and out of my house, they leave the, they leave the sliding glass door oh, open. And it, and it becomes a fly festival. Oh, and there's nothing I hate more than insects in my home. I kind of wish a Purple Daily fan would have showed up and like bought one of your shirts and like been really. I sold about nothing. It. <laughs> I sold nothing. In fact, in fact, don't tell. But I actually found a couple of things of mine that she had found, and she put them on sale, and I very quietly took them out, including a, including an old old school North Stars. Oh wow! Like Trapper. Wow, Judd. What? Well, it, it was from the early '90s, so it was the Star. Still, like Dallas used. That's awesome. vintage. I know. Yeah. And a twins trapper, and then a twins Elmer Fudd hat. Wow. And I found these things, and I very low key just removed them and stuck them in my room. <laughs> that's fair. See, I'm a Facebook marketplacer. You want to sell some things? Toss it on Facebook Marketplace. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. fine. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, no more people at my house. No more. No more garage sales. No more garage sales. We're catching fish and we're fixing windows. It sounds like Amen. this week on Before I Die on Purple Daily and Score North. As always, check out all the Purple Daily content on Score North. Before I Die it comes out each and every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, listen, all that good stuff. I think I just did Dex's job for him. My bad, Dex. I know you're really good at that, but nailed right, it. Right? Nailed it. Nailed it. We'll see you next uh, week. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Go Vikes.